Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, Rutgers fans, to another episode of Believe in Rutgers. Alex Schoen is in the house. Ryan Cunningham is here. And, man, I don't know how to describe this one. It was just an overwhelmingly positive feeling when you look at it as a glass half full mentality where you play Michigan to three overtimes and you play really well in some areas of the game. But at the end of the day, it just sucks that we still lost because this team deserved to get that win. Ryan, what do you think, man? Well, you know who also deserves a lot of praise is Bet Online. The NFL season is in full swing. You may not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, last night we're recording on a Tuesday. Rams beat the Buccaneers. You know, put a little bit of money on the Rams. You know, sprinkle that, sprinkle that a little bit of dough in. Really good bet for me, and I did it on Bet Online. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag today and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Alex, I completely agree with you. The end of that game, this is one of those games that is a typical Rutgers loss, you know, being big Rutgers sports fan, that you lead the game, most of the game the entire way. Something bad goes wrong. The other team takes the lead. Then all of a sudden you come back, you tie it, and then you then it's a heartbreaking loss at the end. Um, I know it really sucks, you know, just in terms of losing a game, a game that we probably could have won. But I'm going to be more positive here. Coming into this season, if we said that we would be in a triple overtime game against Michigan, we would be jumping for joy because we're looking for improvement in this program. Obviously, the expectations have changed with us beating Michigan State and us competing against the other teams and the vast improvement of this program already in Greg Shannon's first year back. So, Again, it really, really stinks that we lost that game. But again, it's really good for Greg Schiano to get that, to get, you know, everybody being competing at this high of a level. I mean, I agree, man. But, but at the same time, it's like, dude, we've seen moral victories before. It's like, come on, let's just get it done. But that doesn't mean I'm not really proud of this team and I'm not proud of what's going on. And Rutgers fans, don't think that you shouldn't be. You should be really proud of this team. Um, they played awesome. I'm. I think you know we questioned a lot going into this game, and we challenged. We challenged a lot of areas in our team, and one position that we challenged was the quarterback, Noah Bedrill. We there was a little bit of doubt. Is he our guy? And I think he proved the other night that he is without a doubt the quarterback for Rutgers. He played probably the best game this year by far. He showed showed grit and determination. Obviously, if you look at this, if you just go by straight stats, he threw an interception if that was on the last play of the game. But otherwise, he had that critical two point conversion to send the game the overtime. He had over 300 yards passing. He had three touchdowns. Spread the ball out to Aaron Crookshank, who had his best game as a Scarlet Knight. Uh, Shameen Jones had a huge game of Bo Melton, continues to be the most dynamic player on offense on Rutgers. Another touchdown, over 100 yards receiving. We played really well. The offense played really well. Chuglis called a hell of a game. 
He showed why that he was brought here, showed why he's such a good offensive mind. He turned Giovanni Haskins had a touchdown on that great throwback call in overtime. They spread the ball around. They spread the ball around so much. There's a lot of great plays. And we scored 42 points against a Michigan team that is known for more than offense. So, again, no Vedral played great. I know a lot of people were thinking maybe Art would come in, uh, you know, and, and blow up his spot a little bit. But the kid is tough, and he came out to play. And, you know, he proved all of us wrong, all, all the doubters wrong. But, you know, he showed why that he won the quarterback competition in the in the. Hey, in the hey, hey. I wouldn't consider us doubters. But, you know what, we were kind of starting to lean the other way. I'll, I'll give him that. We were starting to lean the other way. But, but we had some faith. Come on, give us some credit. We had some faith in the kid. Yeah, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right. A little bit of a prisoner of the moment right there, but we definitely did have faith. We said that he was potentially going to be the starter, and we we were going to stick with him because he is our guy. Now, now listen, I I will say this though. Um, I think that what Sean Gleason has done with this offense is awesome. Like Rutgers in Big Ten games last year, I think they averaged five or six points a game, which is not very good against anybody. Um, but this year they're averaging 29 points, almost 30 points a game. Like, dude, that's like, that's, that's so much better than what we could have ever asked for. So I I will agree that yes, um, the glasses have fall. And I think that Noah Vedral really, really shined. And I also think that looking back a year ago, we were just like, man, this team, like we have no playmakers. We have no, this, we have no, that. And I think the beautiful thing about this is, yeah, there's a lot of transfers, you know, like Noah Vedril, Michael Dwumfor, Haskins, but a lot of these kids are the same exact kids from last year, and they've just been, you know, put in really good positions to win, but they're also probably a lot more motivated. I mean, last year's state of the program was was really bad, and it's tough to it's tough to be in an environment like that, but now they're in a positive environment, and it really felt like Rutgers from the 2000s. Like even the uniforms, man, like the all red dude. I don't know if you, if you realize, you know, the last couple of years, we, we, we haven't gone all red. Um, now in like 2012 to like 2015, we'd go like all red, but it was like those, those, uh, those silver numbers just kind of, and the silver helmet just kind of ruined it for me. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Just red and white. Red and white looks so much cleaner. Yeah, like it just felt like it just felt like it was the early two thousands, and Rutgers was going against like West Virginia, like that overtime in 06 against West Virginia. Yep. That's just literally what it felt like. I remember watching that game. It went into like triple overtime, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awful." Yeah, that that game was crazy. I thought I really thought we were gonna, I really thought we were gonna pull, I really thought we were gonna pull away with this one. Um, I was really shocked, really shocked at the, I was really surprised at the lack of aggressiveness in the overtime when we tried to kick the field goal um, with Ambrosio. I, I was a little, you know, I think I was a little surprised we didn't go for the win. Mm-hmm. You know, it felt like we were starting to play not to lose instead of to win, which we had been playing the entire game. I think that's a really good point. 
but also as a coach, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. In that in that situation, right? You your kicker's been good from this distance. He's made two field goals. He definitely has confidence, and it's an it's an amicable range for him. And you think that you know he there's not that many when there's no there's no crowd that's really going to be affecting him. So I would give you know credit to the kicker, you know, and you know have confidence in him that we make that kick. You know, football is a team game, not one play that lose you the game, but. It really, I really feel bad for Ambrosio for not making that kick. Um, it just missed to the left. I'm not really sure why they centered it on the field in the field because he made the other two kicks in the game on that right hash. But then again, hindsight's 20-20. But coming right back after the missed field goal, Sean Gleason comes out with that insane throwback to Giovanni Haskins where nobody knew what was coming. So I do agree we did kind of play not to lose, but then we went back right to aggressiveness that we got to you know really stick it to Michigan. So. It's it, there's tons of ebbs and flows in the game. One of the one of the most questionable points of the game, in my opinion, play calls like Sean Gleason call an extra in the game. But this is the only thing where I'm going to criticize him on is that second ten in the third overtime they do that double pass. I understand we have so we're really creative. We have a bunch of you know trick plays, but second and ten and you're having your quarter, you're having your running back who you know is not as good not as good as a passer as the quarterback number one, but also Vedral's been hot all game. Why don't we just ride that red wave of him, you know, trying to win us the game? Yeah, I can see that. And I do think that when, like you said, hindsight 2020, but if that hit, we'd be like, oh my God, Sean Gleason, like even more of a genius. Yep. So, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? But um, last comment on Noah Vedral before we talk about uh, the defense, I think that he showed guts, man. I remember texting you in the middle of the game. I'm like, yo, if this kid brings us back down 35 27 like that's our guy like i remember texting you and i'm like okay and then i remember watching the two-point conversion after we scored and we ran the quarterback draw and he's he stopped and i'm like no 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 and then he gets (laughs) the last two or three yards on pure guts alone like what a baller i i i was oh my god I was with you there, so I was at my buddy. I was at my buddy's house, and we were watching. Right after he got that two point conversion, I was literally screaming at the top of my lungs because I was he was stopped, but then he just with grit and determination he got the two point conversion and was sending us to overtime. So that swing, that whole drive at the end, I was losing my mind with the clock management. But you know, all turns out to be good because we eventually tie the game. If we don't tie the game, I would be screaming like, "What are we doing? We had so much time and we blew it." But he showed grit and determination, we made, and we, we made the plays that had to be made to send it to overtime. And that's what I'm most proud of is that we fought to the end. We kept chopping. I know we were up by 10, and then we would go down by 8. But at the end of the day, we kept chopping, and we had an opportunity to win. And that's all I can ask for from this team. Obviously, I wish that we won for a better result. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just lose those. But it just sucks because we were right there. Yeah, and it's like... It's like, like I said before, it's like, yo, like I'm happy that, you know, we played close, but moral victories, man. I got too many of them, as you know, from our times when we played. And yep. uh, sometimes I'm not going to lie. Sometimes moral victories are a bad thing. Sometimes it's like, sometimes I, it's I, like, I, yep. it's like you think like you, 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 you feel good about think about a performance that you should feel good about, but there are mistakes that lost you that game that you should not feel good about. And you know, sometimes those two emotions get kind of mixed together, right? Yeah, what 
I mean, I completely agree with you. Like, you know, I remember our sophomore year when we played against Maryland in that triple overtime game. Maryland eventually won the national championship. And we were like, oh, my God, we were right there. Like, th- that shouldn't be a moral victory. Like, we should have won that game. And I bet you the Rutgers football players and Greg Schiano are thinking we should have won that game. And that's the right mentality to have that you want more. You know, I – you know, I mean, there were definitely expectations coming that maybe they wouldn't, maybe they wouldn't win a game. But when you first get that little bit chance of winning, you expect to win every game come going forward. So, I don't like moral victories. I think that as fans, this is a moral victory. But if you're on the Rutgers football team, you should be like, we needed that one. We should have had that one. So, I think this is just going to lead to better things, you know, for weeks to come. Being a coach. Um, at various times in my life, and you you know this, you being a coach um, through the club circuit and at high school ball, like a lot of people say, you gotta learn how to compete first, then you gotta learn how to win, and you gotta and you have to also get that habit of losing right out of your system. Like some people say, there's an old saying that really good teams find a way to win, and really bad teams find a way to lose. So I think we're at that compete stage where we're almost over the hump to that winning stage. And it's just going to take a little bit more time. And is that a little bit more time another week against Purdue this week? Who knows? But we're here to find out. Um, Now let's switch gears to the defense and the special teams, man, which I think our defense and special teams have been great up until this point. Um, I know our defense has had some struggles in key situations, but for the most part, they've been pretty good. I don't think we had a very good defensive performance um, throughout the majority of this game. I would say um, when uh, McNamara came in, it was kind of all downhill from there. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give credit to um, to McNamara of Michigan. He came in and he played a really good game. He had five total touchdowns, four touchdowns through the air, and then one on the ground. But he was just making the right throws and the right decisions at points, and we were being a little bit over-aggressive. Sometimes that zero coverage we got burned on, that was McNamara's first touchdown, that long 50-yard one in the first half. Um, we were up the by play 10 action points. you're talking about? And with the team, yeah, the play-action one where we did, that, we did that corner blitz, and then nobody was up over the top. There was defensive miscommunication. So... Well, I think Brendan... Did, I mean, he, I, I'm not in the yeah. huddle, but it, it looked like Brendan White needed to pick him up. Uh, it looks like he got caught with his eyes in the backfield a little bit. Oh, yeah, he absolutely did. Like, bringing a corner blitz, you definitely have to have that deep middle. But we were up by 10 points, and with a team that is a defensive team, as offense that is streaky with a quarterback that he played great this game but is, has been streaking the past last couple games, we really got to hunker down and, you know, create you know mentality that we're not going to let anything up. So it, it's tough and when a college football game is – Five is almost five hours long, and the defense gets tired because the offense of the other team controls the game. But some of those stops we just had to make, we had to get off the field on third down a couple times. You know, they're just these sustained drives that, towards the end of the game, were killing us. And I think that we have definitely have some good players. I think that uh, Fadakasi is an absolute beast. Dude had 15 tackles. He had two and a half. He had two sacks as well. He was all over the field. Oh, dude, he better be up first team All Big Ten. He better be first team All Big Ten. I mean, it has to be. He's right. all over the field. He makes every single play. And you know, some of the defensive backs. I think Izian had a couple good pass breakups. 
So, it, and then a couple times we had some pass interference penalties where I'd rather give a pass interference than a touchdown, but just all those little things lead to a big mistake, which is losing the game, which we probably should have won. Yeah, and I think that you hit the nail on the head, right? I think this Rutgers defense is so aggressive that sometimes we're too aggressive. A couple plays before, I think it was actually the, the play before, and then Rutgers got a penalty. Um that set them up a little closer. Um, like we had a chance to to get them. Fuck, what the fuck am I saying? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head with this defense. It's really great that we're aggressive. You want to be aggressive, but sometimes we're aggressive mm-hmm. and it bites us in the butt. And maybe you're being aggressive in times when you don't have to be aggressive. Like the play before they hit the touchdown on the play action, they ran an RPO and this exact same thing happened in the Michigan State game where our corner's eyes are in the backfield in the RPO. He flies up to make that tackle, and then our safety's in a bad position because our corner literally flew up like five yards away from the receiver, and the receiver's literally just wide open in the hole of the cover two, which is, for those of you who play Madden, you know what that is. It put, it put us in a, in a bad situation, and then you see they come back with play action on the corner blitz. I honestly think that was just kind of luck of the draw and, and kind of a, a pretty lucky play call with that. Um, but, you know, we were, we're so aggressive that it bites us. The, the bottom line is that we're so aggressive sometimes and it's awesome that it bites us in the butt. And I think Michigan really took advantage of that, especially Cade McNamara. Haven't seen a bunch of tape on him, but it seemed like he did a much better job than Milton in terms of seeing what we were doing and taking what we were giving them. Cause this Rutgers defense, very aggressive, live by the sword, die by the sword mentality. They're going to give you something, right? They're saying, beat us this way. Like, like we're going to, we're testing you. We're going to force you to beat us. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm all about the aggressiveness. I'd rather swing a swing and miss than not swing at all. So, I mean, we can't just sit back there and not do anything. So I love being overly aggressive sometimes, but I do agree with you that McNamara was just making the right decision at the right times. He wasn't blowing us away. He was just taking what the defense was giving him. Milton was more of just trying to, you know, make the big play every single time. And with that, if you're over-aggressive, you just have a quarterback that makes the right reads every single time. That's how you're going to get burnt every single time. So he played really well. Michigan offensively played really well. Our defense probably should have let them score less than they did. Um, I think the second half they got tired. That's not an excuse. I think the pace of the game was more towards Michigan at the second half. Um, they would run the ball better, and that's how the play-action passes. And you can say say what you will about Jim Harbaugh, but, I mean, he, he pulled this one out, and, you know, I think Greg Schiano is probably kicking himself a little bit, and I think this is going to be a rivalry for years to come. Yeah, oh, we forgot <clears throat> we forgot to pass judgment on our special teams. We forgot. Don't we didn't forget about you special teams. No, we did not. <laughs> no, we did not. That kickoff at the <clears throat> the kickoff to begin the second half. That cannot happen. No. I understand it happens in college football, but I don't know about you, man, but when I was watching the tape of that play, it just seemed like Michigan was ready to play in the second half, and we kind of weren't. Yeah, I think it was just, I think they just came out firing all in, cil- all, in all cylinders, and I think that just that weird kickoff formation, I know we tried to put it right, 
if you break like a couple of those guys, I, he didn't even get touched. He just screamed down the sideline. So Michigan just came out and they threw they threw a haymaker at us. I know that you know we got we got down a little bit, but we eventually responded. But that you, you teams that let up kickoff returns for touchdowns rarely win. So special teams being one third of the game is one of the most true things ever. Because if you if you if one team beats you on special teams significantly in one night, you're probably gonna lose the game. It's 33 percent of the game. So that kickoff return was a huge momentum shift during during all of it. Now, listen, we're not special teams experts, but usually when you give up a kickoff return for a touchdown, it's a combination of things. It's maybe the kick was a little too low and didn't have enough hang time, which it looks like this was. And then it's a combination of the coverage team getting out of their lanes. Like when you have a kickoff return team, like they have the field is divided into lanes and you have to stay in your lane. The challenge of a kickoff return team is getting you to get out of your lane. So it looks like to me, and now I'm not an expert, but it looks like it was just a combination of those things, just not going our way. And let's give the returner some credit. The guy had some jets. Yeah, I I was watching during the game. I was just worried that they were going to break one at some point. I don't know what it was, but I just had a feeling that they were, and they did at the start of the second half. That whole point of the game is where the whole thing shifted because Rutgers went in with a ton of momentum. Then when you kick the ball off and they immediately score back, you're just like, oh, my God, what just happened? It's one of those shock value plays. You're like, well, how are we going to respond? Like, we need to, like, get the ball again because if you go three and out and Michigan has the ball again, then you're screwed. So it's it's just a really, really tough thing to come back from. And I'm really happy that everybody fought back and we pushed this game into overtime. But that play, that, that play is, was a huge momentum shift during the game. Listen, we only rushed for 105 yards. Like, you would think that if we only got 105 yards on the ground, that we were set up to absolutely stink it up. But no, that's not what happened. We answered the bell. Um, we picked up. Guys stepped up. And the offensive line protected great. Noah Vedrill runs around. Um, we didn't have a lot of rushing yards, but we got the tough yards to move the chains. Um, defensively, much better in the beginning than towards the end. Definitely got to work on that. Special teams got to work on that with the kickoff coverage. Um, you know what, man? It was a, it was a good day at the office. Uh, and sometimes good days at the office, you don't get paid, right? Yep, I completely agree. But I just, I just want to think. Yeah, I will. I just want to th- say, you know, obviously Rutgers fans were extremely disappointed with the loss. But think about where this team has come from. Think about, would you say a year ago from today that we would have lost a triple overtime game with Michigan with the team that we had last year? Obviously, there's new guys coming in, but. Would we would we lose a triple overtime to Michigan? No, we would probably get dominated. So we gotta look at the strides that we've made in a short amount of time, and can only hope for the better to come. Obviously, we I, we don't like moral victories. We wanted to win that game, but the expectations have changed for Rutgers football, and I know it's for the better. And we gotta keep supporting them, and we gotta realize how far this team has come, and keep praising them for all the hard work and effort that they've put in this season so far. Yeah, and it's it's just. Um... I think, and what really pisses me off is that all the Michigan writers are saying like, oh, wow, it was Rutgers, like 
wow, Michigan really stinks. This is a new low for Michigan. Like they can get like they they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they they think that this no idea they have they have no clue what they're talking about because they think that this team this Rutgers team is not a good team. This is a very good team, and we we talked about last week or two weeks ago. Excuse me. This is a better team than we even give them credit for as reporters for the team. So this is a good team. Michigan's a good team. The Big Ten is a really good conference, and. Everyone's getting on like Penn State for being 0 and 5, Michigan for being 2 and 3. But like 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 relax. Like it's a, it's a it's a very interesting year and there's a lot of challenges for everybody. And listen, we're in a good place. It's not where we want to be and I don't want and it's not where we want to be, but we're in a good place. So Rutgers fans, keep chopping. I promise that tree's going to that tree's gonna fall down one of these days and it's gonna fall down with a fucking giant thump. So stay tuned. Um and listen, we'll uh comment, subscribe, email us, and uh we'll be back uh this week to preview Purdue. Go nights. Hey, you made it to the end, or I'm just talking to myself and Ryan. You stay classy, Piscataway. for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.